We are back with another episode of the Black Box Podcast. I'm your host, Ahmed. And I'm your host, John. And we got an interview today, this time with a trader that I've, uh, you know, started communicating with on FinTwit, which is financial Twitter, for those who don't know. FinTwit. Uh, yeah, FinTwit. Uh, his name's Ryan. Uh, his Twitter handle is at DodgiesDD. He'll, he'll, you know, plug his stuff later. But we pretty much just go through you know, how he's been able to find success in a short period of time trading while also being in college and playing sports in college. And then we kind of discuss, you know, the trial and errors that he had to make along the way and the lessons that needed to be learned. And then we kind of wrap it up talking about the strategies that he uses now and the things he's trying. Yeah, no, I think, um, I think one of the, one of the biggest, biggest lessons, um, for any, any type of trading is that, you're probably going to lose at some point and that those losses are what help you and force you to learn and improve and everything. Just it's like with everything else, I guess, but definitely going to be a fun one. When it involves money, it's a little bit tougher. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was a good one. And thanks to Ryan again. Yep. All right, let's do it. Let's get in. We're super excited to uh, announce on black box that we have our first advertisement. And it is with our very own podcasting platform, Zencaster, which is what we've been using since day one to record remotely with our guests. Uh, and they've become a new sponsor for the show. So tune in, check out the podcast discount link in our show notes, and stay tuned to hear more about why we love Zencaster. All right. Uh, hey, Ryan. Thanks for hey, coming Ryan. on. I really appreciate it. Uh, you want to just start by introducing yourself a little bit? Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, I'm Ryan. Um, I go by Dodgy um, usually. Um, Trading so, handle, Twitter handle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dodgy's DD is my Twitter handle. Um, I started like a year and a half ago, um, like the end of high school. I'm a freshman in college now. So um, I started in the like second half of my high school year. And basically what got me into it was – like the whole AMC thing. I saw like the AMC GME stuff um, on like online or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I know my uncle, like he, he's a long-term investor. So I started asking about it and he started telling me all this stuff. And my uncle's an investor. So I didn't think he would even know that much about it. So I started doing some research myself. I actually got on Twitter um, and I, and I was actually on Twitter from before because I used to be part of the Fortnite community. I was pretty big in the Fortnite community um, so I already had a lot of subscribers and Twitter followers on there. And then I started a new Twitter account and I started following all these guys with like stocks, like stocks in the description. Um, and I yeah, think like so, Atlas trading and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. Atlas <laughs> is actually the first discord I ever joined. So I joined them. I started asking people all these really, really dumb questions and they all told me to go to YouTube. So I started going on YouTube. I started looking up stuff and, um, basically the first ever videos I actually looked up were like, what's a gamma or what's a short squeeze? Cause everyone kept mentioning that on during that time, everything was, yeah, everything's got a short interest of, yeah, exactly. You know, the short exactly. flow has gone. There's no lending left. Yeah. It's about a blow. Yeah. I feel like everybody kind of, sorry to interrupt, but I just feel like everyone, at least the starting point, if they started during COVID time, it was similar, like some type of stock that brought them on. Cause there was a lot of hype and then they exactly you know, made it, made a mistake or two and then realized that there's a lot more into it. Yeah. But I saw that you, like compared to a lot of others, 
like saw success relatively quickly. So that's why I was interested in having you on because I, I wanted to see if there was something that you found along the way that was able to like accelerate your growth. Because oh, yeah. I'm still in the process yeah. of learning too. Like I'm on the cusp of becoming profitable, but I'm yeah. still trying to put those last little pieces together. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, like I said, I looked up all that stuff. I, I didn't really ever learn what like, I, I remember like I looked up what a gamma squeeze two was. I don't even, even get what a gamma squeeze is and I don't really need to know it anyways yeah. <laughs> like to be profitable right but um yeah what changed what really changed me was i atlas like i'm not gonna lie people always talk trash about atlas but atlas like they taught me like they taught me what the word technical analysis was i didn't know how to read a chart until i was in their discord um so i, I remember i joined their discord a couple of random guys dm me they like showed me a bunch of videos to watch that's when i learned what support and resistance was and literally, like five minutes after watching the support and resistance video, I'm like, "Oh, this makes no se- more sense." And and that's like when I started drawing trend lines and other stuff that I saw on the chart. And I started picking these things out before I was even watching the videos. And and after like a day, I was like, "Okay, this is easy. I'm gonna become a millionaire." And I and I remember charting like 50 things. And then the next day, I'd have like go through all 50 charts and be like, "Oh, if it hits support, I'm just gonna buy." Like that's that's literally that was literally my pro- thought process. So. Um, I feel like, yeah, with trading, it's like you just have to layer on yeah. more knowledge and more knowledge. Like you started with the support and resistance, which is where people yep. tend to. Yep. But then you realize you can't just buy it, support and sell resistance. Like you have to look yeah. at how the <laughs> stock's behaving. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I quickly learned that. Um, and I – do you guys do options? I do, yeah. I I did for a bit. You did? Okay, so I started off as a penny stock trader because I joined Atlas. So that's all I yeah. knew. I had no idea. I had no idea how what the word short even meant. I'm glad I do now. Um, and yeah, I used to, what I used to do is I used to go in like the pre, top pre-market gainers and whatever. And I started when pennies were hot. Right. And they died yeah. down. Like after about six months of me starting, they got died down. That's what I wanted to learn options. Cause penny stocks weren't really like that. Yeah, volume dried up in that area. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I remember I, I remember I just used to buy a bunch of penny stocks that like do you guys know mini trades on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, so I, I came across guys like him and I'd always follow their alerts on penny stocks and I was actually profitable doing that. And I was like, okay, this is gonna be easy, but that that's when uh, penny stocks started drying up. And all this time I was I was just learning more technical analysis, like the trend line, support and resistance. I was learning mm-hmm. how all the indicators worked. Uh, but I didn't really rely on them too much. I kinda just uh, I just kind of stuck to people like mini trades alerts because his discord, he actually alerted for free in his discord at the time. I'm not sure if he still does. Or any- I don't think he does. I think he moved to a paid. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's what I used to do. And um, yeah, so then pennies dried up and I started learning what options were. So I remember the the only options video I ever watched, it was like a, it was by a guy called in the money. It was like a two hour video. He explained all like the Greeks and all that stuff. So, uh, and that's where it, went downhill so <laughs> literally the first two weeks of doing options i blew my count and i i i had a small account right so yeah i blew my count um i went from 750 to like 50 dollars and then i was like okay i can't and i remember one of my worst plays i i think i half ported like a weekend swing trade and it was like a weekly contract so i bought on friday and literally by monday open they had killed like half the contract and i sold for a huge loss and then yeah. after that, I kind of got into the stage of, oh, I'm just going to start full porting stuff to try to get it all back. And then I lost it all. But yeah, between that time, that was really when I started finding better people on Twitter. 
And that's what it really, really started accelerating how I learned. I found a bunch of these guys. I followed a couple. I followed this, found this market maker and he, he's a retired market maker, but I found this guy who used to be a market maker. I DM'd him. I uh, learned just a few stuff from him. I found some traders who have been trading for 10 or more years. I was always asking these guys questions and DMs. I was replying to them a lot. I learned a lot from there. They, and if they didn't teach me something, they would show me like a very, very good video to watch about it. Um, and then that kind of accelerated my growth the most when I was, yeah. By being yeah. able to like step out of your comfort zone a little bit and force those questions. Some people aren't willing to do that because they're exactly. scared of getting the response. Exactly. And then people always are like, be like, why are you asking questions in the timeline and giving alerts? Oh yeah. Well, there was that one, how we met was because of the similar situation where you were asking someone how to, I think it was Fibonacci. Yeah. And then yeah. Because you're, you're creating content, you learned how to do it because learning, learning the piece or the indicator or that tool isn't actually difficult but it's effectively implemented in trading so then you made a video and then i guess he had something to say about it and that's how we started yeah. talking but he was like because i was dming him he actually made the whole, whole stuff up so the video i made it was actually about like how to draw a normal fib the questions yeah. i was asking him in dm were about way more complicated stuff like uh, do you know what harmonics are oh, like wave harmonics uh no they're like fib harmonics kind oh, of oh no i don't it's, i have no so idea fib, what that is yeah, I don't fibs use get, that much actually yeah so fibs get way more intricate than just how to draw them so i was asking questions about like harmonics and stuff and way more complicated stuff um and then he go and then i made a fib video and it was literally just on how to draw a fib which i already knew like from, from top to bottom like how to yeah exactly yeah. exactly and that's you can literally do it in a 30 second google search so but he he's he's a i'm not going to talk trash about him yeah, but yeah. That's just one of the like one of the things I've seen on Twitter. It's like everyone's friends, but the moment one one thing goes wrong or there's a bad trade, like everyone kind of turns on each other. Exactly. And talking that, shit, yep, but yeah, that happens to every single Furu. Like literally, they they all have these amazing callouts. Literally, one red trade, um, they start getting a bunch of hate. People are getting mad at red trades. It's usually people that like don't want to learn trading and then trust exactly. people to make them money and then get pissed. Like yeah. we all started following people's alerts. Like that's how you start. Yeah. And then I, once I realized that I can't really trust someone's alerts and put my money in their hands because it, not every trade goes well. Yeah. And like, you, you got to figure it out on your own, but. And like a, a hotspot, the final people is under Starboy's post. You'll see a lot of those people, you know, Starboy on Twitter. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know Starboy yeah. too. Uh, Proficity or however you pronounce it yeah, yeah. The, all those guys uh, Prophecy or, yeah i don't yeah. know how to pronounce it but <laughs> yeah under all those guys posts there's a lot of people under there with like no knowledge at all they don't even know how to read a chart and they, well, just they literally just followed them twitter took the play yeah. yeah yeah like some of those guys to see under their replies it's like what's a put mean and they're like like i feel like so shaking bad. my head yeah, yeah well but you so all, everyone has to start there it's just that you have to be committed to i know learning. exactly and like i don't know people ask me like how do you how do you stay so motivated? Because people say I'm one of the most motivated people they know in the timeline. Like I'm always asking questions. Yeah. I don't really care. And it's literally just like self-motivation. Like, and every You're time with obsessed, obsessed with, of the idea of like, yeah, what exactly. It's gonna feel like, and how it's going to feel when you reach those goals. And exactly. And like every day you wake up, you have to, and like you trade, you have to tell yourself, you have to like ask yourself why you're trading. And obviously my trading or my reason is I want freedom in the future. Right. So like, yes, um, I mean, that's literally my main reason. And, and when I think about that, I mean, it helps me like stay focused, like treat it, treat trading as like a business kind of during the day. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually on like a 10 or 11 day green streak right now. Actually probably Congrats. more than that, but, um, I think I'm, 
out of the past two weeks, I'm eight, eight for 10. Nice. Nice. That's, so. that's good. Yeah. So like just doing that helps me focus and like tr- treating as a business just helps me and like asking like, why am I trading? Like, so I, yeah, constantly trying to look for that motivation. Sorry. Yeah. Man. I I've been pretty quiet, but I, I guess Ryan or dodgy. Um, I want to ask you, Ryan. all right, I'll call you Ryan. Um, what is like you said you're a freshman in in school right now how yeah, do you balance trading in school like do you prior because i know my little cousin's a freshman in school too yeah. and i know he he's more into crypto and nfts and stuff okay. but he basically puts school like his, school's like his backup and then this is like his main thing so how how do you balance it um well i actually play two sports as well so i play soccer and tennis um and those are both full seasons Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. yeah, what I do is I'm not trying to brag or anything, but like, I just sit in class. And I literally look at, look at charts all day. Like I'll be trading during class and like, I did get a 4.0 this semester and I didn't pay to all my classes. So, <laughs> um, like, honestly, I, I had to trade during my classes cause I always had sports in the morning or after school. Um, and like, I kind of just traded and, um, I just like, of found the time like you you were like you had the desire enough that you were willing to make yeah, the time in the small period. Yeah, and one thing that really helped is after every single class, like if we got homework or whatever, I literally did it the second we got it just to get it done. And then as soon as homework was done, I just did like all of trading. Like if I didn't have sports, like I would watch videos, I would trade if it was during trading hours. So I getting my work done as soon as possible the second I get it is one thing that definitely helped me. Got you to like follow the path of trading and become committed to it you have to develop like a certain level of discipline yeah so like yeah. In- implementing that in your whole life just mm-hmm. helps you like find the time to do things like like before i tried to trade and invest i always felt like i was like running late to things or didn't have enough time or was handing things in late yeah i've felt like i've been on top of everything since i started you know a year and a half or two years ago yep yep and one thing that you have to one thing that the other helped me like another thing that helped me is because i did sports to help me keep like a schedule because i would always have my practice time so i know to practice yep. keeping a schedule is very very important because like it will it'll make you like be less lazy if that makes any sense so like if i know i practice at like 5 p.m and i get out of class at three then i know for a fact i'm going to try to do my homework as quickly as possible as soon as i get to class maybe watch a few trading videos and then go right to practice and like same with in the morning if i know i have class at a certain time i'm going to be uh, maybe I maybe I can't trade at the open, but I'll be watching pre market. I'll be like watching. Um, I started watching futures and uh, like you can watch buy before and after it opens, yeah. just for more screen time. Just doing that stuff, just like making knowing what times you can and can't do stuff, just helps a lot because you're just like less lazy about it. Um, yeah, so. I agree. I feel like with uh, especially for me because I was doing school and a job and trying to balance a podcast on top of it. Yeah, I pretty much just figured out like all right if i wake up a little bit before my first meeting of the day i could chart the few stocks that i want to trade then when i have time during the day then my levels are already created from like pre-marketing the day before yeah exactly and this is not financial advice but i have i have this group chat on twitter with like a bunch of followers like a bunch of my followers in it and yeah shout it out shout out anything you want to by the way yeah yeah yeah, go follow my twitter if you want it's just dodgy zd but other than that i don't care and i do have a youtube but you'll probably find that my twitter um fire but yeah, so I have a group chat, and I have a couple people in my group chat. They work, like, 9 to 5. Like, they work at a restaurant, and they just work during the day. 
Um, like they just kind of they swing trade kind of. Um, yeah. And like I didn't really like they were already swing trader before they talked to me, but um, a lot of nights like if spies really really green for the day, uh, this is not financial advice. Like they'll try to play spy plays for the next day because we'll get like a gap down pre market. Yeah, we'll yeah. But like doing they don't go heavy obviously they go light and that's how they make their money because they work all day so like you could do that or you could just like work on swing trading like i don't like i'll call them boomer stocks like really slow moving stocks like yeah. ko stuff like that um uh, but learning how to swing trade especially if you work all day is very very important even if you go to school all day like there was a moment where i didn't like i didn't know my schedule was going to be for college yet so i was like okay i'm probably gonna have to learn how to swing trade and during these markets, it's very hard to swing trade, in my opinion. But yeah, swing trading has been getting. Yeah, so crazy. that's why you want to try to find like a bunch of boomer stocks and like that don't really correlate with a big market overall. Uh, but that's like one alternative if you're doing school and you can't, it, and you literally it's impossible for you to find time to do this stuff. So yeah, good point. Uh, that's also, another yeah, for people that don't uh, that don't know, uh, swing trading is you know there's day trading and then there's long term investing. Long term investing is buying and holding. <laughs> forever quote unquote and then day trading would be buying something and selling it within the same day swing trading is you know the middle ground between that it could be o- overnight it could be a week it could be a month but just yeah. wanted to clarify that yeah uh what um so do you primarily day trade like yeah what are your, what's i always your main day trade. strategies I, yeah i never hold yeah i don't like, either I'm, i mean i buy and hold invest but then yeah. like just my trading stuff is same day yeah the only time i or I've I've hold I've hold overnight one time once it was a JPM put for earnings it cost me twelve dollars oh, yeah. and I was up I was up a lot on the day so I literally bought one single contract for twelve dollars one single yeah. like I was very emotion I was I did not have any emotions woke up the next morning I was at like two hundred or something that was one time and even then, and then like that, I, you start thinking like oh what if I put a thousand in this <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I thought that but like even then it wasn't mad because that was the only earnings I've ever done earnings is really dumb I'm not yeah like, I don't play earnings either I yeah it was just because well, I had a really good day that day so I just bought literally one single contract but yes, the, other, the only other time I swung trade is all right hell overnight is actually when I, I talked about it earlier is when I lost half my portfolio and I blew up my account. I tried swinging from Friday to Monday. So after yeah. that, I decided, decided not to swing overnight anymore. Yeah, I got I got blown out on in earnings and that was my learning lesson as well. Yeah. I forget which one it was, but it was I'm, something. I'm yeah. glad you did. I'm glad you did because everyone's got to learn at some point. Yeah. I, there's someone I know, he got very, very lucky with earnings like three or four times in a row, got like a thousand to like, I think $15,000 and he lost it all. Damn. And, yeah. Yeah, I met him online. He, I feel bad for him, but I mean, I tried teaching him what to do. I tried telling him not to play any more earnings after he's up like 10K and he lost it all. So, I do you guys both think that any day trader or swing trader, do you think they get burned badly at least once to teach them that discipline and to yeah, help them, yeah. that force them to learn like all the technical stuff? Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good traders I know. And they say they all say they blew up their account when they first started. Yep. And honestly, if you don't like, I'm glad I blew up my account because it made me more motivated and yep. just more productive to learn. I mean, yep, it made me hungry. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Yeah. On, I feel like every, I don't know if you want to call them furus, but all the people on FinTwit that have a following that try to provide content and education, they all have that one like long threaded post that they go through like their first story and how they started, and all of them at least blew up their account one time. 
Yeah, yeah. Some of them they they learned after the first time. Some people needed to blow it up a few more times to learn. Yeah. But that's it's oh. kind of just because the like understanding trading and the multiple multiple like layers of the market. It just takes time. And if you're trading during that time and you don't understand everything, you're probably going to get burned once or twice. It's just like. Yeah, you know. I agree with that. But. Uh, um, yeah. I didn't really talk about my day trading strategy. So I'll basically yeah, yeah. save your day. We so, can finish up on that. Yeah. So I like to trade. I'm like a spy and QQQ trader. I've been watching. Same. I've been watching like ES and NQ instead, just because I feel like it's better. But. Podcasting remotely can be challenging, but with Zencaster the product that we use to record our episodes, it doesn't really have to be. Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution makes the process pretty quick and painless, which is, you know, the way we really want it to be. If you've been listening to The Black Box for a while now, you know that we constantly talk about how we want to bring the best quality and the best content for our listeners, you guys. And with Zencaster, they provide crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video for us as we record our episodes with our guests. Uh, not to mention it's easy to use. That's why we really like it because instead of having to coach, you know, guests on how to set up a podcast that they haven't been on one before, we basically just say show up with a mic and a, a computer and you're good to go with Zencaster. Zencaster is all about making your podcast experience easy and and with everything from local recording to automatic post-production tools, if you want to use those, uh, you don't even have to leave your browser to get the entire episode done. If you go to zen.ai slash blackbox and enter our promo code blackbox, you'll get 30% off on your first three months of Zencaster Pro. That's zen.ai slash blackbox, B-L-A-C-K-B-O-X. It's time to share your story. Yeah, he's a he's a paper trader. Um, he is? He yeah. is? Yeah, so I know I know someone and who actually knows his neighbor, and yeah, he's a paper trader. That he posted a picture of like a private jet or whatever. And ah, uh, shit, um, that's what I'm saying. I'm not like deep into FinTwit enough to know like the truths and the oh, lies. Yeah. And I know there's a lot, but I just always assume it's true. Yeah, there's still some stuff I I'm figuring out. So yeah, he like uses all his money from his premium, and he actually just like got a private jet to like post to Twitter or whatever. Um, gotcha. That's what he said. Yeah. So I know someone that's like his neighbor. Um, but anyways, uh, my day trading strategy, I, I, I'm very patient. I used to trade like 10, do 10 trades a day, but I find I've been like waiting for way, way better setups. So like um, a lot of, like I post a lot of them on my Twitter, like I'll look for really, really strong demand zone. So like if spy opens vi- like on a huge, huge five minute green candle, nine times out of 10, it will bounce. It won't bounce and maybe maybe make a higher high, but nine times out of ten, it will bounce off a huge green candle, and makes it open, even as just like a retracement. Even if it's going lower, it yeah. like I find like it, it may wick down, but it usually does come down. Yeah, there. so I I always can scalp that. Like that's a play I always wait for. I I have like three to four setups that I always play that are very high win rates. So like that's one of them. Another one is like a symmetrical triangle, and it has to be perfect. Um, so I like playing triangle breaks and it has to be perfect. If it's, if the trend lines aren't perfect, they won't play it. Um, and obviously I have to be more patient because some of them are perfect. And then another thing is just like downtrend breaks. So if we're in an uptrend, um, and I post a lot of these on my Twitter too, if we're in an uptrend yeah. and there's a very, very cre- clean trend line holding a stock down, usually spy, break. I'll yeah. wait for like a five minute close over and that's when I buy. So mm-hmm. like, I find that works for me a lot too. Um, those are actually similar strategies that I mean, I'm working on those, but those yeah. are the ones that I have been, I mean, I'm not where I want to be with them, but yeah. Yeah. And another thing I do, I'm not really a levels guy. Um, I do, I do draw major intraday levels. Like if, if spy double tops during the day, I'll draw it. And it's exactly. Like, and yeah. That's, those are the kind of levels I draw. And 
Um, do you guys know what the strat is at all? I I mean, I know of it. I just never looked into it. Okay, so I, I do that strat. sometimes. Um, it's basically a candlestick strategy. So it's like you take a you take it's about like the formations of like an inner like an inner close or yeah like so if, it, like inside bar so if it breaks above an inside bar like um as soon as it breaks the trigger like that's what i'll take um i do look for those sometimes but i really like the symmetrical triangle breakouts like the downtrend breakouts and another thing um this only works on trend days but we've had a lot of trend days i'm not gonna lie is i actually use the five and nine ema in the 15 minute and that's literally all you need, in my opinion, that and view up. Um, and I've been trying not to buy breakouts as much, and I've actually been successful with it. So basically, if I see we're in an uptrend for a day or I see we have a big pump off open, I'll wait till I get in until we have like a – until we're very, very close to the 5 EMA in the 15-minute or very, very close to the 9 EMA in the 5-minute. And usually I look for those to match up. And I've had a very, very high win rate doing that. Um and I do you not. You guys know a Keyflow trades at all? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, so I I'm I'm friends with Keyflow, and like, and that's that's kind of one of his strategies. So, um, shout out to him. Um, his as yeah. Keyflow trades on Twitter. He's the one who got me into that, and it works very very well. And it even helps you. Like sometimes I have a problem with selling way too early. Um, I don't. I, I'm. I haven't been selling unless I see like a close under the EMAs and that can make you hold for a very long time. So and yeah, you might take um, too, too much of a loss. Yeah. yeah exactly. Usually I'll use the one minute to determine my exit, but then sometimes I feel like I'm getting out too early. Yeah. Also. So I, yeah, I do like the, I like the one or two minute for entries and exits too, but I'll look at the five minute and make sure it's very close to an EMA and even view up bounces. I have a very high win rate playing view up bounces. So for an uptrend for the day and we go to view up, I look for a bounce, maybe like a hammer candle, then if we're in a downtrend for a day, I like to look for a view up rejection. Um, I find the view up rejection if we're in a downtrend works more in these markets only because we're in a bear market right now. But um, yeah, yeah I, lo- I, I love view up and EMAs. I usually I like to work with the eight and the twenty one. Eight, yep, eight and nine 21 and twenty, nine and twenty one. Those combinations, everyone uses. Yeah, those. that's what that's what uh, Kane Capital does. I have friends at Kane Capital who do that. Yeah. Um, uh, I think for me though, like the last couple pieces that I'm trying to put together is really just waiting until it gets to that EMA or gets to that line. Like sometimes I feel like, you know, the candle will close and it's near the line, but then the next candle starts running in the opposite direction and you think that's the run. Yeah, so exactly. I'll, I'll enter there, get a horrible fill. And then I'm like sitting. Yeah, I get that. It does what I want. That's all. Yeah. Taking profit too early. Like I like to take the impulse move just because I'm more of like a scalper, but yeah, Usually if I don't know, like sometimes I I've been realizing now I want to wait to at least see like the next couple candles. It depends what time frame I'm looking at, but usually I'll think the impulse move is the impulse move, but then there, it still has way more to run. And I just wanted to reiterate one more time that this episode was made with Zencaster and check out our coupon code below if you're interested to utilize their tools. Yeah, there's like after the first impulse move, there's usually a second, usually bull flags and just gives second. If it's like the second impulse move, I usually get out too early as well. But then it does keep going up sometimes. But yeah, it's just not consistent. And another thing, like what you explained, is literally all psychology. Um, you're you're waiting for a nice like green candle, yeah. like calls, and you're waiting for a nice red candle to get puts. But I actually posted something one time, and 
if you get calls in the other red, direction yeah. on a red candle at moving average at a moving average, Lower that's what retail traders will not load up put. So that's when you want, or that's when retail traders will not load up calls. So that's when you want to load up calls. Same with like the other way, because retail traders will wait yeah. for a nice green candle. But then by the time you get on, on that nice green candle, it could already be overextended or yeah. whatever. So, and yeah, another thing, think, yeah. another thing I think is very, very important, no matter what strategy you're trading, um, there's something called time frame continuity. And that basically means before the week starts, look at the daily, look at the weekly. Um, and you're going to want to have a bias going to the week, in my opinion. So uh, my bias has been pretty bearish lately just because how the weekly candles have been looking and the daily candles, there's really been no signs of reversals yet. Yeah. Um, so having like a bearish bias in the, in the last two weeks has really helped me. And I guess because if a you lot know the major trend is there, exactly. it might get stronger moves to the downside. Yeah, and as long as you're playing in the time frame, frame continuity, I think you'll have a lot more success than like fighting the trend. Yeah, you can take like micro trends, like micro trend pullbacks, but yeah, um, it's it, how worth it is it if you can just take one trade or two trades a day and exactly, get quality moves. Exactly. Yeah, I've been really liking also around like ten to ten fifteen in the morning. <laughs> If it breaks a high a day, retest and then continuation, that yep. really seems to do really well. Yeah. Especially yep. on QQQ and SPY. Yeah, I don't really like I don't like trading 30, 30 minutes in the open. I like to wait like thirty minutes. So like Yeah. I agree with what you just said. I, I, I don't really like to play open either, just because yeah. it moves too fast and I Yeah, it feels like gambling in, in a way. <laughs> My emotions get too high and Exactly. I, between like ten, ten fifteen to eleven. 30 i don't really like to go past then because then volume dries up in the middle exactly of the day. yeah yeah but then i also feel like by the time like two o'clock when it, things start to pick up a little bit i can trade from two to three maybe 315 but that last yeah. 30 minutes of the market again it feels like the open and things yeah, go crazy agree, especially with all the that. the fomc stuff like I don't know if you've seen the patterns with that either, but usually after like, as it's going on, it'll run one way, but then once it ends, it just completely reverses back the other direction. Yeah. And another thing before I go, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Any closing comments you want to make? Yeah. So another thing I have been looking into a strategy called, um, it's called, do you know what ICT is? Have you ever heard of it? So it's, if you type in ICT mentorship 2022 on YouTube, it's all free content. Um, it basically, te it's a whole nother way of trading. It, it, it has to do with like finding liquidity and like, and balances and stuff. Um, I've had a pretty high, I've had almost a higher success rate with that. than. Is like, it more like the Forex? Uh, yeah, it's, it's actually a Forex strategy. So you yeah. it's kind of like break structure. a structure. Exactly. Of, yeah. Okay. So I've been trading that way lately. Um, and that actually does help you trade open. Um, like I have, I have a friend. Um, who I trade with every day, he, li he literally got 50% off his year of DTEs right at open. And it, it was like the easiest play ever. I was, I don't trade open and I was watching and I'll be like, Oh yeah, I'll take puts here. He get, it gets 50%. We hit the liquidity side in reverse and he sold. And it's just another strategy. And it's not really, you don't draw lines in your chart. It's all yeah. naked charting, no indicators. Um, that's another thing I've been watching. Are you looking so. at like the tape or no you literally just look at the chart um, oh really wow i'll have to look yeah. into it yeah we had a forex trader on here actually uh who i know from high school yeah so we talked a little bit about that stuff I think yeah so that's on. yeah and the reason why i like that is because you're not gonna you're if you're in an institution and or you're at a hedge fund you're not gonna have a bunch of guys come over and be like oh look there's a cup and handle on the chart 
Like they're not get, they're going to be trading with na- no indicators, no chart. They're they're a lot of them trade in fundamental analysis, and others trade on like where the volume is and like where yeah. institutional money is. Um, and they also do the opposite of retail traders, as you probably learned. Yeah. So yeah, it just that it helps a lot. Um, I'm that still was one thing in, too. I'm, yeah, yeah, like, I'm still getting more into it. So. Yeah, yeah. Let me know yeah. if you find any success in that. Yeah, and uh, one funny thing is I actually joined a Forex Discord um, and I posted a chart with a bunch of these trend lines and they started like bashing me and I was confused. And they're <laughs> like, are those trend lines in your chart? And I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with that? And then that's how I found out about this. They're like, that's that's not how you should trade. That's how retail traders trade. And I'm like, oh. Oh, so it's, it's kind of supposed to teach you how institutional – yeah. Or institutions. Yeah. Like, put money yeah. In. I've actually, yep. I've had plays to the cent, like rejections to the cent, um, using something called order blocks. Um, and that's yeah, what, I've heard, yeah, I've heard of it all and looked into it. I just never started implementing it myself. Yeah. It's, but maybe it's, I mean, I like it so far. I'll have to see how it, how it works for me, but that's, yeah. Yeah. Maybe make a video on it. I'll, I'll definitely tune into that. Yeah. Show. I mean, there's a lot of free content on it now. This guy's a whole mentorship. It's like 27 videos so far. Cool. Um, and it's a very, it's a very hidden strategy. Um, but so yeah. It's, well, yeah, I've also noticed that too. Like the more popular strategies, you can almost like see retail in them. Yeah, exactly. And then the opposite happens. That's why. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They kind of, they fuck it up. <laughs> like re- Yeah. Retail traders, like they buy breakouts and in the strategy, you're, you're short. And then breakouts. once they real, yeah, they institutions are shorting that. Yeah, exactly. And then that's what creates the fake out. And then everyone yeah. starts selling off, and then it exactly. goes back lower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ryan, really appreciate you coming on and taking the time. Yeah, thanks uh, for having is, me. If there's any last things you want to say, you want to plug your Twitter one more time. Um, yeah, follow my Twitter if you want. Dodgy's DD. Dodgy's DD. Um, I mainly treat charts and stuff, so. Um, yeah that's about it yeah thank you bro i really appreciate it um yeah you guys know where to reach us black box podcast no a in the black on instagram and twitter black box podcast with an a in the black on tiktok uh thank you very much ahmed you want to say goodbye i know you've been quiet yeah no i've just been listening i i'm not that big into trading myself but listening to this is has been really cool for me but there is a lot that I feel like I have to learn. But Ryan, again, thank you. And to our listeners, I hope you learned something new. Best of luck, uh, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Good luck, bro. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All, All right. right. Stay in touch. touch.